Glory to my guru, Sri Krishna Guruji. In the previous episode, we completed through verse 6 of chapter 15. In that, Lord Sri Krishna has told us about the pipla tree and how we are to cut it down with the formidable acts of dispassion and not be attached to the material world. So we continue with the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 15, The Yoga of the Supreme Person. This is chapter 15, verses 7 through 11. The eternal jivatma in the body is a fragment of my own self. It is that alone which draws around itself the mind and the five senses which abide in prakriti. Even as the wind wafts sense from their seat, so too the jivatma, which is the controller of the body, etc., taking the mind and the senses from the body which it leaves behind, forthwith migrates to the body which it acquires. It is while dwelling in the senses of hearing, sight, touch, taste, and smell, as well as in the mind, that the jivatma enjoys the objects of the senses. The ignorant know not the soul departing from or dwelling in the body or enjoying the objects of senses, even when it is connected with the three gunas, only those endowed with the eyes of wisdom are able to realize it. Striving yogis, too, are able to realize the self enshrined in their heart. The ignorant, however, whose heart has not been purified, does not know this self in spite of their best endeavors. This ends verse 11. So here the Lord has told us we are fragments of his own self. We are the eternal jivatma, which has drawn these sheaths around us. This body will perish, but since the jivatma holds on to the mind and other sheaths, when it leaves this body, it takes up another body. The constant migration from body to body is because we dwell in the mind and the senses. In its ignorance, the Jeev Atma, the witness of the body, thinks it is the enjoyer of the sense objects. We don't even know that we are the indwelling self, a fragment of his own self. At the termination of our current body, we take our subtle bodies from one body to the next until the time that we realize the self. That's what separates us from the striving yogis. It's the striving yogi, the one who wants to know. He can realize the divine self enshrined in the heart. So we continue with verses 12 through 15. The radiance in the sun that illumines the entire world and that which shines in the moon and that which shines in fire too, know that radiance to be mine. And permeating the soil, it is I who support all creatures by my vital energy and becoming the sapful moon, I nourish all plants. Taking the form of fire as Vyashvanara, lodged in the body of all creatures, and united with the prana and apana, breaths, it is I who digest and assimilate the four kinds of foods. It is I who remain seated in the heart of all creatures as the inner controller of all, 
And it is I who am the source of memory, knowledge, and the ratiocinative faculty. Again, I am the only object worth knowing through the Vedas. I alone am the origin of Vedanta and the knower of the Vedas too. This ends verse 15. So think that which illumines the world, that which lights up all, it's the radiant self in the heart. That light is the Lord's radiance. On this planet and within us, he is the vital energy of all. He is that which nourishes everything. Taking the form of fire within the body of all, united with the life force of the body, the prana, it is the Lord that sustains the lives of all living creatures. He's that spark of light and energy in all. Lord Krishna states, within the hearts of all, he is the inner controller. So we may think that we are the controller of this body, of this life, but here the Lord has said it's he. He is the inner controller. He is the source of memory, knowledge, and our ability to think. Only he is worth knowing. He is that which is to be known in the Vedas. And he is Vedanta, that which comes at the end of the Vedas. It all originates from him. Just listen to that and see if you get the picture. Whatever and whoever you think that you are is not the truth. This is all just him alone. There's nothing but the Lord. We're nothing, top to bottom, everything is him. So we continue with verses 16 through 20. The perishable and the imperishable too. These are the two kinds of purushas in the world. Of these, the bodies of all beings are spoken of as perishable, while the jivatma, the embodied soul, is called imperishable. Yet the Supreme Person is other than these, who, having encompassed all the three worlds, upholds and maintains all, and has been spoken of as the imperishable Lord and the Supreme Spirit. Since I am wholly beyond the perishable world of Mata or Shetra, and am superior even to the imperishable soul, the Jivatma, hence I am known as the Purushatma, the Supreme Self, in the world as well as in the Vedas. Arjuna, the wise man who thus realizes me as the Supreme Person, knowing all, he constantly worships me the all-pervading Lord, with his whole being. Arjuna, the most esoteric teaching, has thus been imparted by me. Grasping it, in essence, man becomes wise, and his mission in life is accomplished. This ends verse 20. So we have it here. He has told us of two purushas, the perishable life stuff of the world and the imperishable embodied soul. But he, the Supreme Person, encompasses all of the three worlds, the macro, the earthly plane, the micro, the heavens, the earth, the hells, the three states, waking, dreaming, and deep sleep. He upholds them all. He is the imperishable, never beginning, never ending Lord. He is the Supreme Spirit. He is the Supreme Divine Person. Lord Shri Krishna says he is beyond all of this. The Jivatma is a mere fragment, but he, Lord Krishna, 
is the ultimate, the supreme self everywhere. He tells Arjuna, and thus he tells us, this most esoteric teachings. He says it is the wise person who realizes him as the supreme person. When the wise person knows the truth, he worships only him with his entire being. You think about this. There's nothing anywhere other than God. If you can imagine, he is all that exists in all the many forms, both animate and inanimate. He is the only cause and reason for anything and everything. If you can grasp this knowledge of the Supreme Self, the only one worth knowing, the only knowledge that is truth itself, you've accomplished your purpose in this life. This profound knowledge is true wisdom. So we'll close this chapter. Thus in the Upanishad, sung by the Lord, the science of Brahma, the scripture of yoga, the dialogue between Sri Krishna and Arjuna ends the 15th chapter entitled The Yoga of the Supreme Person. So we've finished for today. We've completed chapter 15. Next episode, we'll start a new chapter, chapter 16, the yoga of division between the divine and the demonical properties. Thank you for listening. God bless and lots of love.